Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar. I'm your host, as always, and I'm joined this fine Monday by two of my very favourite people to enjoy an old firm victory with. First of all, it's the mellifluous meister of melody, but maybe not so much today. It's Martin Ramsey. I've been in worse states on this show, David. You have. For you wins. have. <laughs> I'll, I'll chalk this up as a win. Uh, how are you doing, pal? I'm doing fine, and I'm also delighted to be joined by Heartland stalwart, Mr. Ian Hoggy Hogg. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? It's a beautiful day, mate. How are you? Oh, I'm very good because obviously uh, you can probably tell by the smug tone to all our voice listeners that uh, Rangers uh, ended the first stage of the season going into the international break with a 1-0 victory over Celtic at Ibrox yesterday. But that doesn't begin to tell the story of... A match which even individually would have been good because, you know, any victory over them is. But Martin, coming how it did and when it did uh, in the middle of such trying circumstances for the side makes it all that more sweet. Of course it does. Uh, It speaks to uh, Rangers' old firm wins of the past. Uh, Backs against the wall, chips are down, etc, etc. 1-0 win. Big slamming header from a corner. Um, yeah, that's really what you're after. It, it, it told us something new, I think, about this Rangers team. I don't think they've been in a situation quite like that and have responded quite like that before. Um, still, I think, I think some way off um, our best in terms of um, quality of football, um, fitness, everything else that we've spoken about over the last couple of weeks. But they showed something different and quite often in this fixture um that's that's what you need and we will just we look like champions which is nice to see yeah let's let's get right into it because there's a lot to talk about uh in terms of obviously us and, and some to talk about in terms of them because they will be our our closest cha- uh, challenges for the title probably uh so let's let's get into the match yesterday now Team news is is always hotly anticipated before an old firm match, but yesterday there was an increasing, uh, an increased desperation yesterday to get the team news. I noticed I got to the ground pretty early yesterday, and it was just a sea of people checking their phones every two seconds or so, waiting to see if the team had been announced. And that was because of the the circumstances, obviously. Rangers had had an issue with COVID uh, through the week, and it meant that we were missing our captain. It meant that we were missing our manager, and it meant that we were missing various other players. A rumour went about that Nathan Parson hadn't made it, which meant Leon Balligan coming in at right back. Now, I'll be honest and say I thought that's a worry, because he'd... 
I, I think Liam Balligan is a good defender. I don't think he's been in great form this season, but he certainly isn't alone in that. But I honestly don't mind him as a centre back. I don't think he's as good as Philip Hall- uh, Hellander, who we'll come to later. But but I, I, I cover more than happy with him. But you know, he's he's not really built for right back. He goes in there as a as a fill in as an emergency. But yesterday he was absolutely terrific and. To go in and put that sort of performance in that sort of match, I just thought was absolutely top class. We were all eagerly anticipating the team news, David, because we genuinely didn't know who was going to make it and who wasn't. You know, it's been fairly guarded from from Rangers, as has as it's been for 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 the last wee while, and rightly so. Um, and when the team news broke, McCrory was confirmed. Um, I don't think many of us had a, a massive issue with that. Balligan at right back was almost offset a little bit by Ryan Kent being being selected. You know, and even, you know, I spoke before the game, David, that even if Ryan Kent's 75% fit, mm, you, just, you, play him. you play him and they are terif- utterly terrified of him. Balligan was a big concern. I, I did, you know, driving through in the car with Cammy before the game, um, I uttered those uh, sh- shite bag words of, Actually, I'll, I'll take a draw the now and get up the road, thanks. Um, but what transpired was probably, uh, especially given he's been he's been really out of form, Leon Balogun. Um, what yes. transpired was just a, a, an absolutely terrific performance. I'll come back to Ian on another um, another player who played yesterday, and uh, probably we we had fears about beforehand, but he, he turned in a great display because Hoggy's championed them for a number of seasons and he deserves this moment. But Martin, on the Ryan Kent thing, again, big big boost to everyone when he was on the team sheet. Um, Ryan Kent didn't look fully fit yesterday, but he still, as Martin, as Ian says, he, he terrorises them. They haven't been as scared as a player of him since mid-90s, I think, because you can see it instantly. It, 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 when he gets the ball... Everyone, including the coaching staff, sort of jumps up and you can see that that heightened uh, emotion from him. It turned out, it, it came out after the match that as of last Monday, the day after Ross County, he'd picked up an injury at Ross County and he was told he would be out until after the, or until at least the end of the international break. But because of the circumstances, he worked hard in training all week. He said, no, I think I can make it. It's that level of commitment. We all joke about you know Ryan Kent he does it in these games he hates them etc but it is that level of commitment from him and from for one of your star players to just no I'm I'm gonna make that game and I'm gonna give you everything I have and I can rest up after it that to me says everything about the spirit of this Rangers side yeah it's a good example of it um and he he loves this fixture um he he clearly rises to that occasion um quite often I think Rangers knew the impact of him just being on the pitch in terms of what, what it did to them. You've, I think you're absolutely right. I, I can't remember a Ranger, an individual Rangers player having that that kind of impact in, in, in Celtic since the 90s. Um, he was nowhere near fit. And did he really do much in the game? Not entirely sure, but his presence did. It kept them on their toes. Um pretty much throughout because he just needed uh, in theory uh, just needed that, that, that one opportunity and, and, and something could happen um, he so, nearly scored to be fair uh, yes yeah, in the first half yeah um, but you know what I mean it, no, it, I, pace it, and, and where he really frightens yeah, um, he, 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 he wasn't, wasn't doing that but the, the the possibility was always there. Yes. And, and there's present. not another Rangers player that... It's not even a case of the individual saying, oh, I want to play. I'm sure there are loads of players in that dressing room that would play through the barrier um, for a big game. But I'm not sure there's another Rangers player that, that, that we would take the risk on. Um, because, again, his mere presence is pretty much what we were looking for. Um, and... And yeah, uh, we'll talk about the spirit later on, I'm sure, because quite a few um, notable examples of that throughout the, the afternoon. Uh, but but yeah, it was just a name to have on the team sheet, I think. Ian, the young goalkeeper, 
Robbie McCrory now. He's he's been about the fringes of the team for or the fringes of the squad for a number of years, couple of loans. So it wasn't like pitching in a seventeen year old. We have to say that. He's been on loan. He's played Premier League games. We we know that he's got that experience. But that's all well and good. We've seen internationals with, you know, three hundred career games come and just fade and melt in the heat of an old firm match. He was very assured on Thursday night. He didn't have a lot to do, but what he did, he did well. Um, we knew it would be a bigger test yesterday, and I thought he passed it with flying colours. With, with not only a good performance, two excellent saves in the second half when he was called upon, which shows good concentration also because he didn't have a lot to do in, uh, the hour before that. But it was just the maturity with which he played that impressed me because I, I think personality to be a Rangers goalkeeper is almost as important as having the ability. I think there's a lot of goalkeepers who have the ability to be a Rangers number one, but I don't think that they've got the the mentality to do so. It was just an all-round surety about his performance, David. Um, confident, mature, calm. <laughs> at, at the point where Edward kind of spins him round or fouls him or whatever, you and I are both saying, that's usually the point where McGregor will get booked. But he just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would have been. Uh, it, it was almost a... Yeah, whatever. We'll just take the foul and get on with it. Um, I wasn't. Uh, I've, I've I've championed him since he was about eighteen when when I first saw him, and I just I I actually saw a goalkeeper at the time with uh, the the from a kind of shot stopping point of view, which is rather ironic given uh, weak wrists yesterday. Um, it reminded me of Joe Hart, but Joe Hart when he was in his prime, if you like. Um, He's 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 had a few bumps along the way at Morton and Livingston and Queen of the South. And you've got to get pitched in before you really know. And he didn't have much to do on Thursday night. What he did, he did it fine. Um, he's got 50,000 folk behind him yesterday. And I must admit, I wasn't sure how the players who hadn't played in front of an old firm crowd were, were going to react. It could have been an empty stadium for for all you would have known with Robbie McCrory's performance. Um, to be honest, I you watch the defence, and I think they could, usually the defence is quite a good barometer, David, of just how much they trust their goalie. They were happy to pass it back to them. They were happy for him to come for crosses. They trusted him or, or knew he'd be out to narrow the angle if they got in behind Robbie McCrory, I think, yesterday pulled out, you know, if Leon Balgan's no man of the match, Robbie McCrory's probably up there. Um, just given the whole circumstance, I thought I genuinely thought he was excellent. Yeah, because that, he, didn't, he didn't spread fuel. jitters. Sorry, but he, he didn't, you know, if if the defence doesn't believe in the goalkeeper, then they look nervous, you know, because they're like, I, I can't let anybody through to this guy. And I didn't sense that at all from the, which shows you that the level he must play to when they're with him. Yeah, I mean, McAllister managed the situation quite well during the week, I thought, um, and the messages that he was putting out, he was very full of praise for um, McCrory and his return in terms of his attitude and everything he's been doing in training. Uh, clearly that's been true because you can say these things, but you'll, you'll soon know, as you've just, you've just mentioned there, David, by how a back four, back three, whatever, um how they respond to to a new goalkeeper, but there there was trust there. There was a lot of confidence. Um, they didn't have a great deal to do until kind of later on. Um, but the the save from the the, the save from Kyogo, uh, I'm mean, I'm right behind the path of that ball. That's in. He's done everything right. His movements intelligent. He's he's spun away, and that that's in the bottom corner. And then quite McGregor esque actually, uh, the leg just get stuck out and <laughs> deflects the ball away. It's a fantastic save. Uh, a really crucial moment, obviously. Um, and yeah, uh, he was he was superb when when needed to be. Yeah, and uh, I watched the game back this morning, Hoggy, and obviously your impressions of the game can, can change because your heart rate is through the roof and it's only when you watch it back, camera knowing the outcome that I feel you can assess it properly. But for, for once, my at the game was, was pretty close to my afterwards because I thought that the first half was fairly even. 
Um, Rangers made a couple of good chances. Kent hit, clipped the post. Alfie with a, a, a volley that was just over the bar. Celtic made a couple of good chances. One in particular, Edward has got to score. It is the best chance of the first half. But it, it looked like two evenly matched sides going at it. Rangers, though, 45-70, to 70, just stepped it up and just grabbed control of the midfield, which hadn't won the first half battle. Um, you could argue it didn't lose it, but it certainly hadn't won it. Davis and Kamara just went up gears. The whole side did, but those two in particular dominated Celtic in the middle of the park. Suddenly it's Rangers that are making things happen, set pieces, etc. are happening, and Celtic are under pressure. After the goal, Celtic, of course, have to come back at us and push up um, and leave a bit of space, which I think a, a less tired Rangers team or with slightly different personnel would have taken a lot more advantage of. Made a couple of chances, that's going to happen. Um but Rangers saw it out. And in the end, really, after the Kyogo save, the, 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 the save with the foot, I thought that, and I thought it at the time, I said to you at the time, we were sitting together, that I thought that's they don't believe now. They, that, they think that was the chance. And they honestly didn't make a chance in that remaining, I think it was about 10 or 11 minutes. Yeah, uh, first half, second half, there was two very noticeably different game plans. First half was sit off them and let them have the ball in their defensive third and even into the middle of the park and only then press on to them. Um, there were one or two points in, in the first half where they maybe dallied on the ball or depending who had it at the, the back for Celtic, we went after them. How many times did we see the likes of Ralston and Welsh being hunted down by two or three players? Um, second half, however, we came out the blocks really really at it pressing them so high up the park because I suspect even though we had a five and a half hour flight on Friday after getting a good night's sleep and a training session all the rest of it Celtic flew back straight after their game which was very intense in Holland ours was pretty much walking pace albeit in, in lunatic heat uh, but Celtic's game on Thursday night was really intense they flew back so they didn't get the great night's sleep and so on um and I think the second half, certainly that first kind of 25 minutes or so, that's all from we think they're going to tire because we've let them have the ball in the first half and they've done, apart from that chance, one chance, they've done nothing with it. Um, and we saw that, you know, right from the off, we get a free kick from, you know, pressing them. And it was, you, you could feel, <laughs> it was um, to steal one of... Uh, uh, still, still probably a line out of Martin's book. There was, it was, it's like there was a, a kind of crescendo coming. That, and we talked about this, David. That there was chances, there was pressing, there was corners, and, mm. and just the noise levels and the buzz were increasing. And and yes, they had chances towards the end of the game, and it should have been far more comfortable because we absolutely dominated them in that second half. The noise level when we score that goal mm. is something that. Frankly, I've I've not heard that in to that level in absolute years. No, the the noise when they go and in, um, I'm, uh, it's just incredible. I mean, it was amazing yesterday, but but even watching it back, it, it spine tingling. There's there's no other word for it. It was just absolutely fantastic, and it it really sort of willed the team on. I felt moving on then to to, to kind of the the. The bigger significance of this, Martin, you spoke about it there being a very 90s-style win, and it was. I think that psychology is a big part of football. You know, tactics, absolutely. You know, having the talent is obviously the <laughs> most important thing. But I think that this Rangers team believes that it is better than the Celtic team and that it, it's got them in its pocket. And I think the Celtic team believe that as well. And I was looking over the Celtic squad yesterday the guys who were there during their peak period over us, most of them are away now. I was looking at the side, and the only ones I could think of really were McGregor, uh, Rogic, who was in the subs bench and the permanently injured Forrest. The rest haven't experienced that. All they really know is Rangers being either better than them or the champions. Um, and I, I thought that that kind of came across yesterday, as it used to do in the 90s quite a lot, that don't matter what you do, we're going to beat you because we've got your number. Yeah, uh, and if there's a bit of luck to be had, it will come to us. It will fall for Rangers because that, that's just that's, it's set in stone and that, that's kind of how we are. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the, the dynamics have just changed, haven't they? 
Um, it's the difference of just getting over a line. And that's where further belief comes from. I think you're right. Uh, I think we've talked about this recently in, in, in maybe another show, but sport is about how, how well you are at your worst. Mm. And when you're not in great form, because, you know, results can happen when you're, you get a bit of momentum behind you and you're, you're free-flowing uh, and everything's rosy. Uh, but it can't always be like that for, for a whole season. So what can you do at your worst? Uh, I'm not saying Rangers were at the worst, but it's clearly not been a great week. No. And it's been a difficult month overall. You know, taking the, 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 the recent COVID issue um, aside, it's not exactly a Rangers team full-flown uh, in terms of confidence and form. But you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's a kind of classes permanent thing. And just knowing uh, that, that dig in here, put the foot down here, um, that they will manage a game um, better. Um Celtic had a lot of work to do in um, a short space of time because the recruitment was a shambles moving over all that. Um, and yeah, scoring lots of goals clearly will, will help confidence, but eventually that's going to have to come up to a bigger test. Um, and it did. And I was expecting, I'm sure we all were really, that first 20 minutes is going to be right, just weather this because they'll do what they've, they've Kind of done all season so far, which is just keep away. exactly. I thought they were a bit timid. I yeah, thought they, they were a wee bit caught between the two stools, a wee bit. Um, and that's <laughs> they've been beating up some wee kids recently, and they, yeah, they 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 they've just kind of turned around to, to something far bigger. And I think the occasion, um, the importance of the game. Um, the fact they know this is a, a a good team, maybe out of form a wee bit, but still a good team. That's what they were, you know, that's what the manager was saying um, before the game. I thought they just they didn't believe, and you're you're absolutely right. You, you need the players, you need the right players, and you need to be set up properly and have an intelligent plan. The last thing that's required is is the right mentality to execute the plan, to have the the, the faith and the confidence and the the positivity to go and do your job. And I don't think they, they quite had it when push came to shove yesterday. No, uh, Ian, something that, that struck me as grading on a curve, and we all do it, it's you know, it's, it's possible not to. The expectations for Rangers, from Rangers fans this season, were big. And I think because of that, the disappointment of finally losing a league game, Champions League exit, the slow start overall has been magnified. And I would contrast that with Celtic, the expectations were pretty low. They made a very, very bad start, but then recovered with a couple of wins against Dross, let's be honest. But still, um, knocking out Altmar was, you know, they, they were maybe a bit fortunate with the Altmar finishing, but still, they, they did knock them out. But because the expectations were so low and they've exceeded those low expectations, it seemed to be that we'd gone into this match with people thinking that, Celtic are doing great and Rangers are doing badly. Well, again, it's just by those standards. It's just by those comparisons. Whereas you actually looked at it, the teams had achieved exactly the same, sitting on the same points, all of that kind of thing. They had identical records. That, to me, suggested, well, there's a gap here. And I think yesterday you saw that. Of course you do. Um, Rangers so far, so we're going going into the international break, probably just about par. Ish, you know, we 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 were going to have to go some really to get into the to get into the Champions League as it was. You know, we're, we've gone out to Malmo. We're all ridiculously disappointed by it, and rightly so. Uh, we should have got by Malmo, but from there on in, it's make the Europa League. Yeah, set aside a league defeat because that's going to happen from time to time, and we all know that it just hasn't happened for so long. Um, and beat Celtic. So we're in the Europa League and we've beaten Celtic and performances haven't been good. It's, there's no hiding, no shying away from that. Um, Celtic, you're right, were an absolute riot just a few weeks ago. They've had two cracking results, two big results at home against provincial sides. No big surprise, you know, players get sent off and all the rest of it and they ran riot. And it's all about up in their, up in their conference. That confidence, I believe, got them by, by as it's Alma. Um, 
And the way they were being talked about in the newspapers and punditry and all the rest of it was, this is Ange Ball, this is a Celtic team that's going to be up there with Pep Guardiola's Barcelona. Um, and I think what we saw yesterday, and of course I'm biased, right, David? I, I, I get that, I know that. Um, I don't think this current Celtic side, which is still in its infancy, I don't think it had really any more levels to go up yesterday. It may do in the coming months as they work together and train together and get to know each other that bit better. They might sign one or two players today and tomorrow. Don't know. But that squad's paper thin. We all know that because so many folk left. As as Martin said, you know, there's there's hardly anyone left. Um, and that squad, if it gets a couple of injuries, a couple of suspensions, it's paper thin and it, it's, it's going to wobble. So at this point in time, I don't think Celtic get many levels to go. Rangers, on the other hand, we've been poor. Uh, no getting away from it. We've been really poor. Haven't started the season well. Got par in terms of results. Um, and we saw yesterday, I think, we saw some new stuff yesterday. Um, and we've learned stuff about this team that, guess what? They can play in front of full, noisy crowds. And they can have been playing badly and turn it around whilst not playing at our best grind out the result, get the result and dominate a match. We've got levels to go, David, and that for me is the main thing I'm taking out of yesterday. We dominated Celtic, who are at this moment in time not going up any levels. We have got probably four or five levels to go. That That is the takeaway. This, we we can be far better than that. I think the, the most impressive, impressive thing for me start the second half, right? I thought the first half was quite even, just in general, I know Celtic a lot more of the ball. We're quite happy for that. Uh, but, you know, chances at either end and all that. Um, all right, we're, it's it's a bit cagey, cager than any of us expected, I think. Um, I think we, we all expected quite a few goals yesterday. Um, and possibly thinking, start the second half again, first 10, 15 minutes, let's just make sure. And then maybe the last 20, 25, let's go for them. But Rangers between minute 46 and 70, I thought were superb. Um, positive, dominant, changing the game, um, not waiting for, for them to kind of tire out. We'd maybe felt that they had tired out. We maybe felt that, that, that now's the time. Now's the time we go. Um, you know, we clearly have issues in, in terms of fitness at, the, at this minute. We're not quite calibrated yet. Um, so it was using that wisely. And that 20, 25-minute spell, the start of the second half, clearly is what won the game because that's where the goal came from. But it was coming. It was just a far more impressive Rangers performance. It was something like the levels we saw last season. Um, and that was, that. that's what I took from it most, um, was that you know, we, we went out uh, in that second half to, to really take control. Um, happy enough in that passivity with the, the, the first half, but it was now time to, time to go. Martin, I'll stay with you for this one. After the game, Gary McAllister spoke about set pieces and their importance, and especially at top-level fixtures, especially in close matches, mm-hmm. um, both the ability to defend and to execute them. And he, he singled Tom Coggshaw and Michael Beale out for praise because they are the, the people responsible for it with, with Rangers. But then, equally, I saw a fair bit of gunning on Twitter from, from Celtic fans who were saying, ah, they got lucky with a, with a set piece. Uh, is it just me that, that thinks, no, hang on, this is a very important part of the game. You need to be able to execute them offensively and you absolutely need to be able to defend them. This is not luck. This is technique, practice and desire. It's common, I think in the modern game, uh, it's more common for fans, players, managers involved with um, teams who see themselves as as being free attacking clubs and a certain philosophy um, that dead ball stuff is beneath them. Corners are beneath them. It's got to be about open play. Almost as if goals don't count unless there's been a, some kind of pass, passing move involved. Um, even when Germany won the World Cup, Yogi Love had to be kind of convinced um, in the last 16, I think, or just after that, we, we do actually need to, to practice this. This is a, a bit of a concern. And he did, grudgingly. And it, it, it paid off. Um, so, 
it's not surprising that the, the, the Celtic support that has that in them anyway, um, that are buying heavily into to the new manager, which we all do. But I have seen the word revolution being used quite a fair bit this week. Uh, I'd suggest that's a little premature. Um, so, yeah, uh, the, the kind of dirty, stodgy, uh, pragmatic stuff like the corners is, it's like, you know, dirt off their shoulder. But, <laughs> ironically, until last Sunday at Ross County, our set plays were dreadful. Our, everyone had spoken about that. Our corners were, were pretty poor. Really, really disappointing, not beating the first man, so predictable. And you and I mentioned it last week in, in Dingwall, how different they looked and, and how better they looked. They were far more varied, um, far more of a threat, and obviously scored from one, but, but looked dangerous quite often. And clearly the same um, yesterday. A lot of work been been done with that. Clearly a lot of that work is off the ball because, you know, it's one person taking the corner and another person getting on the other end of it. But there's a lot of other work, uh, subtle work. Aribo's run away, mm. um, taking guys out, congesting that in front of Hart. Um, and the delivery, the deeper delivery, uh, was, was just perfect. And the, the head, I mean, I, I'm a bit old for having kind of heroes at Rangers, really, as for the youngsters, you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's as close as anyone in this Rangers team gets with me. I, I love Hollander and I, I was delighted to see him make the difference. But um, no, you're absolutely right. That is skill. It's practice. It's clearly a lot of preparation and a lot of thinking. Um, and I'm happy for them to think of themselves above it for evermore. Yeah, I never got that. Um, I, I got that vibe from Warburton and I never understood it Ian, um, when Warburton was here that he seemed to just think that set pieces were just a matter of what will be will be kind of thing and and we all know dominate possession and then we'd lose 1-0 to a set piece and then when he went to Forest I saw the same thing, now he's doing well at QPR so fair's fair but it was almost as if that this was some ethereal thing that you had no control over whatsoever and I never really understood that, that no, no, we'll still continue to to spend our time practising our attacking play and we won't bother with, with defending it. And I really got that Warburton vibe from Celtic yesterday, which is you'll hand it some right pastings and it'll look brilliant some days and then there'll be other days where it just does not work whatsoever. It's the, it's the whole Cavalier myth, isn't it? Clubs like... Celtic and maybe West Ham before David Moyes and maybe Newcastle, for example, want to play the spark. entertainers. Yeah. yeah, they want to play this, or or the fans demand the sparkling, entertaining football until they win fuck all, of course, and then they just mm. want trophies. Um, whereas uh, I've got and you, David, you know this. I've got clubs like Rangers, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid. Juventus, all in the same bracket, not from a kind of financial point of view, of course, but we're bastards. Mm. We want to win. We've grown up winning. We love it. We're addicted to it. And Celtic didn't play better than us yesterday. They didn't play champagne flowing football. Any time they got a break, bar that one uh, for a hashy chance, um, they made an arse of it. Um, And... There, there was. I genuinely don't get it. I don't get the whole um, set pieces are beneath us because how many games over the years? How many massive games? How many Champions League finals, Scottish Cup finals, title winners have there been that are headers? Oh, a tight game, uh, especially when you've two teams that are kind of evenly matched on the day. How many times is it? A great delivery, and as Martin said, a lot goes into it, a lot more than just somebody gets their head on it. Um, I hate, I, and I hate to say this, right, because it was such a good delivery and it was such a good header. I hate to take anything away, but I would Don't you dare. Want, Don't you dare. No one would say that. It was glorious. I, I mean, it, it's kind Which, of sensible. McGregor, McGregor would have saved it. McGregor would have saved it. Aye. I think Robbie McCrory would have saved it. But what I, what I will I say, David, what, what I will say is, not long before that, 
Borna stuck a free kick into the wall and you and I were groaning about it's Borna's deliveries again and then he delivers that magnificent corner kick. Um, Holanda's not getting marked, which I find except uh, really amusing. Stuff, can't you know, know. We can't get near him. It's, it's deliberately... It's deliberately safe. train. Yeah. What I do like, what I really do like, though, is Starfelt can't get off the ground because he's got too much of a, a handful of Connor Goldson's jersey. Uh, mind that penalty that Kevin Clancy gave against Katic. Um It's wonderful. It's wonderful to see. I love a corner kick and a headed goal. Um, it, it's almost, you've almost got a crowd that's just full of anticipation. It's almost a bit like a tab free kick, if you like, last season, if there was a crowd there. Uh, it's just phenomenal. And then the noise, Martin, when it goes in, it's just that aircraft stuff. Yeah, it was just truly, truly special um, and a great victory for us. Because, Martin, it has been a tough start to the season. I mentioned earlier we hadn't hit the expectations. And there are various reasons for it. Pre-season, COVID, injury, all of that. But what it did combine to was very disappointing Champions League exit against a side that we felt we could we could and should beat. Um obviously losing to Dundee United. But it clearly hasn't been a disaster. You know, we've got nine points out of twelve. We'd rather have twelve, but still we did make the Europa League poor, poor performance over there. But the key aims of last week were get into the Europa League and beat Celtic. We then, you know, get riddled with COVID, no manager, no captain, but no bother. Um, we got on with it and we did the job. Yeah, again, it comes back to, to winning ugly. Just if you find yourself in a bit of a, uh, a tight situation um, in the past, I mean, weeks like the Malmo double in the Dundee night, it happens, it does, it'll happen to Rangers again on to, to great teams again. Um but in the past that, that week would have just bled into a, a, a month or two and a complete tailspin and your season's done. You you can't allow that to, to go into five, six, you know, league games without a win, for example. Um so it was just a case of, of kind of resetting <clears throat> digging deeper into the maybe the mental reserves off the back of being title winners. Um, that we'll be all right. We just need to see this this wee spell out. Um, and again, maybe it's just a Rangers thing because it, it, it seems to be something the Rangers teams do or good Rangers teams do. But the the ridiculousness of of last week with the kind of COVID situation, and I was wondering if Broxy Bear was turning out um, mm-hmm. yesterday uh, at, at some point. It it takes the pressure off, but it, it, it creates a kind of artificial nature about the the, the, the the whole week. It's almost surreal um, and it probably does sharpen the focus. You get something else to kind of push against um, and yeah, talked about this before but I, I've asked questions right from the very start. Do we have it within us to, to, to go again and, and you know recapture that that hunger and stuff? Maybe they just needed something as oh, they did. crazy they, as this week yep. to say you know the manager's no there and, and players missing you know Captain, goalkeeper, and all the rest of it, um, and maybe that—that's—that's that's kind of what they they needed because the, the the problem has been coasting. That 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 felt like the problem, um, and that 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 sloppy start to the season. Um, and there was none of that yesterday. Uh, it was uh, that that just regained focus and um, and full credit to them because again. <laughs> Teams who don't have the experience of winning, teams who don't have that, that absolute bond that this dressing room appears to have, just hear Balligan's interview or interviews mm. yesterday. Um, it, it, this, this kind of, of week just becomes a total disaster because they, it, it overwhelms them. Whereas I think we've used it and it's been, it's been nicely done by McAllister as, as much as anyone else. Yeah, Ian, something that Martin mentioned there. Um, was the the fact that we were kind of looking, I think, for a kickstart, um, and it kind of came maybe in an unexpected way, a, a backs to the wall uh, situation, and then a great old fun one. But what this win has done with the international break coming up has bought 
the whole team time. Just time to go away and say, right, let's rest up, let's rest up, see where we are, analyse where we went wrong, which this Rangers team is good at, we saw, of course, with the you know the COVID uh, lockdown thing and then come back a completely different side. I think that had they lost yesterday, then the next two weeks would have been brutal because as it's hellish when you lose a game and then you, you, you've a while to go before you can get back and kind of put it right. Whereas instead, what this team did was buy itself some breathing space to just gather its thoughts together, just get everything going, right, lads, okay. That's done now. Let's remember, we are champions. We proved it again. Let's go and play like that. Yeah, um, this is... The, the whole squad's now got a chance, individually and collectively, David, or at least the ones that aren't flying off on international duty, to collectively say, do you know what? We're a good team. Um, and we can switch and we can get a tune out of ourselves and all the rest of it. Uh and they are. They, they are an exceptional side. We saw, we saw that last season. And like I said earlier, you know, we've, we've had all these things levelled at them, like can't play in front of a crowd. Well, we can. Um, are we going to be able to switch it back on? That was my concern. Well, we could. Um, and now I really want each of those players, whether they're going away on international duty or not, to really reflect on that's that that's that's your base level, if you like. I think there's more to come from it. I think there's a lot more to come from it. But we shouldn't be dipping under that performance level now. And and, and they all need to look at themselves and be congratulated for yesterday, but also basically remind themselves that we're the champions. They're more than decent. And if they play like that, we're, we're, we're going to be all right, David. You know, there's been a lot mm. of soul searching over throughout the month of August, which hasn't been good. Um, yesterday just proves you've, you've still got it and when push came to shove and you had to drag a performance out you did and it was all very 1990s and we even had the heady one and all the rest of it but uh, yeah I think that this this lot can look themselves in the mirror this morning and for the next two weeks saying yeah we we, we did our best and, and, and we pulled out Martin as a supporter, we sometimes a wee bit, or some of us, um, I've been accused of, of happy clapping in the past, are, are some of us maybe a wee bit too quick to press the panic button? And I, I've been surprised this season by the amount of people getting stuck into this team, which I think has earned a bit of trust. And yet, for some, it, it seemed to be, you know, bad, bad spells aren't, 20 minutes in one game, bad spells tend to last a few weeks, but you dig in and you say, right, we'll come out of this. And there has been a lot of flailing of arms and gnashing of teeth. Yeah, I think it's overplayed a little bit. For a start, I think in the the ground, in the game yesterday, I, I thought the, the, the crowd were excellent. Um, I know it helps when you win, but we weren't always winning. Um, I just felt there was a real kind of... Uh, Positive support, pretty much constant. Um, but Ibrox can be difficult. That has always been the way, and it always will be the way um, from time to time. But what are you talking on on online and and and, and yeah, in the pub d- and whatever? D- yeah, just, I think there probably is right. But and in media, you know, the, the, there has been this sort of that Rangers had gone backwards, and that was it. That. You know, forget about last season, forget about what they've showed in the past, that there's no way out of this, this is just now a terminal slump. And, and I never really got that impression. Yeah, well, yeah, people do extrapolate wildly, one both ways. But the football fans do quite often. Um, and then the dust settles and you, you get a bit of perspective and catch yourself up. Um, I still... I still think it's overplayed for a number of reasons. We don't play. Now, if the players think the season's over, that's a different problem. If the, if the, if the players think, oh, right, Balogun's playing at right back, he's not at a great start of the season, he's not really played well at right back at all, that's a problem, then that, that starts to sweep through the team. Clearly that's not the case. But fans are allowed to. We don't play. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of unpleasant for the rest of us. Well... If someone's assured and is confident in their own uh, belief that, that things will be okay, other opinions shouldn't matter. I think people want to hear 
affirmation. They want everyone to say it will be fine because yeah. they don't really think it's it's absolutely guaranteed. They're maybe not as positive as the um, the spin that they, they they present to the world. So they need everybody to share that. And when someone says I ah, but then that, that grates. Um, I, I'd argue it's more the other way that if you I I tend to get more if you like to. Uh, I can't believe you said that, more of that sort of angry reaction when I'm saying that there's no need to panic. I think that I would argue it's the the panickers and the negative ones that need that affirmation. They get annoyed, they get angry when people don't agree with them. I think people who just need for people to agree with them get annoyed when people don't. I think that's a general thing. I, I have to confess I don't really care. Anyone else? It's not even an opinion. It's it's a it's a prediction. It makes as much sense as people getting raging when they see someone's coupling for the the Saturday three pms. Well, I mean, it's if just you, it's just predictions. But when I, I see, for example, David Turnbull's coupling, I don't get angry. I get scared. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. But you know, what I mean, all, all and 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 I may be in this boat. Um, some people feel better when they can build up the, the catastrophe in advance and they can only be pleasantly surprised after that. <laughs> I am quite a, but I, again, it's just, it's just people's hopes and concerns, right? Amplified at both ends because it's an important Sunday. It's an important game. Um, and we're all dealing with the, the nerves because we don't play. We're invested so heavily in this thing and we have no we input can't control it. So we are in, on high alert anyway, and everything's just exaggerated um, because we don't know. We don't know the outcome. We desperately want to know the outcome, uh, and it's 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 a day of stress, as I'm sure we'd all oh. agree. And yeah. you wonder, and we have over the last few years at times wondered why we put ourselves through it. <laughs> that goal and the the celebrations after, and it's important we don't go, you know too far it's august it's yeah. game four of the season um if anyone did re- read my piece in the week this first old firm game is there's a there is a trend about this and it's a, it's a 21st century one that's starting to to really tighten um in terms of the correlation between winning that that one and winning the title far more than the other three so we we know how important these things are but you know we're allowed to celebrate. We're allowed to have those those moments because it's the the stress is gone. We know what happens now, and we're just going to enjoy our day. No, you you as as always, you are right, um, and I would admit to that that yeah, it's just it's people, it's just caring, isn't it? And uh, the mood that you're in, or the place that you're in in your life, whether you're in a good place, you probably be positive. If you're in a bad place, you might be negative. You're absolutely correct. It's just because we care so much. But if I can say something to to any supporters who are online, if someone has a different opinion to them, don't get angry. Just go, well, fair enough, right? I'm right, he's wrong. Um, I don't think it helps anyone when we're sitting arguing with each other over stuff like this. But uh, it, it was, it felt important yesterday, Ian. And Martin's spot on, there's 102 points to play for. Had Rangers lost yesterday, I would be saying there's still 102 points to play for. Uh, totally true. But it did feel like a big one yesterday. And it did feel like... I, I think that, for example, Kyogo, I think he's papered over a lot of cracks at Celtic. And I think that I'll be interested, by the way, to see how he does when his advantage of having played 15, 16 games while nobody else had dissipates because uh, I don't think he was much cop yesterday and I don't think he was much cop Thursday night but anyway that's a separate thing I think that we needed that we we needed that just for belief confidence for the rest of the season because we don't have to do the defiant oh you know but there's still 100 points to play for that we don't need to do we go in with this assured confidence because we know that we are the champions and we've proved again why and it's brilliant that we don't have to have that defined, David, because who we we all know how it goes. There's 102 points to play for, and then in four Anything months, anything could happen. Yeah, and then, your heart doesn't yeah. believe it. And know? then, of course, in, if the same then happens in four months' time with the next old firm game, the next bit of defiance is, ah, but there's still two old firm games to go, and you just start to ebb away at all the little comfort blankets, 
and we don't need to do that. Um, and I, I agree with Martin, incidentally, around the whole good players and solid minds and you know professionals shouldn't bother about the noise in the background. Many have um, on socials and all the rest of it. How the 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 issue I find is the it's twenty twenty one reasoned debate has gone out the window, and we've got social media, you know, have an opinion, double down on it. Is is typically the way it goes, so it, it it can get a bit cesspit like in in opinion land. But you know, we we don't have to do that now. We did need that. We just, I just think we had to settle ourselves down, David. We've had a poor start to the season after the incredible highs of last season. We're now settled. We've now got two weeks to reflect on it. Celtic have got two weeks to lick their wounds. There's whatever there is now at the time of recording, um, you know, 30 hours or 36 hours or so until the transfer window slams shut to copyright Sky Sports. Um, and Celtic know they need to do an awful lot in that time because their squad is paper thin. If we can add great, if we don't lose great, um, we know that we know that we've got a squad that's as good as last season. I don't think we've augmented it yet, so we'll we'll need to see what comes in the next day and a half. Absolutely right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us here on our weekly free show. If you like it, then please subscribe to our network. It's over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. My thanks to our executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Myers. And my thanks to today's guest, Martin Ramsey. Pleasure, David, as always. And Ian Hogg. Absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Cammy will be back with Heart and Hand Extra, not this week, um, but the following week, because obviously we've no game to preview this uh, weekend. But we'll put something up next week. There will be something popping into your inbox. But as I say, come join us on Patreon. Thanks for listening. We are the champions. Take care. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.